Five Drive. Catch up. These videos that are doing the rounds now, you know how like in the last couple of months, really more than ever, at least as far as you and me are concerned, right? Members of the public, AI has just blown up and become so widely accessible. We talk about ChatGPT and things that can generate images and now even stuff that can sound like people's voices that doesn't actually require those people to be in the room right this is like where it gets really insane so one of the artists that this has kind of been happening to more than others and this is doing the rounds on the internet as i said and you may or may not have seen it is kanye west so what people have been able to do is they've been able to replicate his voice to a level that i personally think is indistinguishable i'll give you an example here is a clip of somebody imitating kanye west I got a fantasy that's beautiful, that's dark and twisted. Just like I'm easy, Kanye, Wheezy, Southside of Chicago, life ain't easy. All praise be to Lord Jesus, Donda, please rest easy. All right, let me cut it there, let me cut it there. It doesn't sound like him at all. Those are his lyrics. That's a Kanye West song, but it's evidently not Kanye West. That exact voice was then taken and put through one of these AI models to sound like this. I got a fantasy that's beautiful, that's dark and twisted. Just like I'm easy, Kanye Weezy, Southside of Chicago, life ain't easy. All praise be to Lord Jesus, Donna, please rest easy. Alright, let me cut it there, let me cut it there. The future has arrived, and it is here whether we like it or not. My mind, for one, is blown by this kind of technology. And I'm a curious person, as I'm sure you are too. So I want to know, how the hell does this work? I've only got one friend that I could think to call on. His name is Craig McLeod, and he's just a whiz when it comes to all things IT and has a very deep understanding of artificial intelligence. And I said, Craig, won't you come on the show and explain to us how this... I got a fantasy that's beautiful, that's dark and twisted. ...can end up sounding like this. I got a fantasy that's beautiful, that's dark and twisted. And next on the show, he's going to do exactly that. So if you want to be able to explain to other people how that happens, keep listening. So to help us unpack this and a bunch of other questions surrounding AI and where it's at at the moment is Craig McLeod, who we've had on the show over the years in many different capacities, CEO of Box Commerce, who's hopefully going to give us some insights here. Craig, welcome onto the show once again, man. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Dude, I thought maybe we could just begin at the beginning. So with reference to what they've now done with Kanye West, where basically somebody has gone and replicated his voice into a series of other well-known pop songs to an almost indistinguishable level, someone who listens to this and goes, I have no cooking clue how on earth this is happening. How would you explain to them what, what is actually going on? Okay, so let me try and break it down. So Machine learning learns by having lots and lots of samples, same way we'd learn to make a pancake through, through trial and error a couple of times. So what you do is you, you feed it a, a number of voice samples. It then breaks them down into very, very small chunks, and it tries to understand first your, your pitch and your tone. Then from there, the individual words and maybe the spacing you have between them, any habits you might have, you know, saying words like um. From that point, it sounds like you. But there are a couple of other things that make us sound unique, things like an accent. Lots of people think I'm British. I, I just, you know, grew up in Cape Town and had a very uptight grandmother. It's also how you say certain words like foot or like. These give a rhythm and flow, which we call intonation to your speech. So by breaking it up, it also then needs to learn those intonations. 
So now you've got something that, that has the right tone and pitch. It has the right pronunciation, whether you like something or like it. And it knows kind of the, the gaps in, in the speech or someone like me who uses kind of way too often. Once it's got that, it just needs little quirks, much like your pronunciation or intonation. It just needs to know certain words you'd use, the timing, maybe when you're stressed, how that goes up or down. Um, and the more samples it has, the quicker and easier it is to become you. Now, when I say more samples, at three seconds, it can sound like you. At five minutes worth of content, it's hard for most people who don't really know you to pick it out. And if you give it lots of content, you know, hours worth of content in, in different emotional states, you know, you could literally, you know, you phone someone as their grandma and they, they, they would have no way to figure out it's not you. And much like this with anything in computing, we call this garbage in and garbage out. The more good quality you get, the better the output you get. But assuming it's got all these sort of stylistic data points, uh, it would be very hard for someone not standing in front of you to tell it isn't you when they're speaking to you. And assuming as well that we're seemingly at this point where AI is just exploding in terms of public access to it. We're also seeing opportunities of businesses get really creative about how they use it. I mean, in your own personal um, investigations and explorations, what have you come across in terms of how people are using these tools to fast track or streamline processes or get more creative about things that would have otherwise taken a tremendous amount of heavy lifting? So I think much like everyone else, even as a technical person with kind of very deep technical knowledge, I'm incredibly impressed. I'm blown away by it. And what we've seen um, both sort of on a casual use basis all the way up to sort of very professional use is that it's incredibly capable. And, you know, for, for someone like me who, who perhaps eloquent spoken, but, you know, when I, when I write, I'm, I'm Awful run-on sentences, commas, terrible. My English teacher doesn't want to remember. She ever taught me. She'll deny it. it. It is incredibly good at what it does. We've done examples where we've asked it to redo our marketing material or answer questions on behalf of customers. And it's done a better job than, than myself or any of the team or copyrights we've hired. We also have friends who, who are using it in their content creation businesses to write scripts, to do research, and, and one of my friends actually managed to, to put out two years' worth of his normal content work in the space of a single week. Um, and he does sort of automated YouTube stuff. So it's been incredibly powerful, incredibly useful if you can harness it for good. Um, and, you know, as a tool, I, have to, I think just its availability and its incredibly cheap cost, I think six cents per thousand sort of queries it's going to become increasingly more prevalent and not in a lose your job kind of way, but in a help you be more productive kind of way. And if we take voice as a great example, if you had a great voice like, like, like my friend Nick here, you, you could then do multiple voiceover jobs in one day as opposed to one every three days over 40 days. You could write the script, have it speak the script and, and, and have that work produced in a matter of minutes. And, and so from that point of view, incredibly powerful and incredibly useful. What about the concerns or the ethical side of something like this? I mean, we get a lot of feedback from people who say, I'm terrified. You know, we can talk about access to opportunity and ways in which you can streamline processes. But 
you as somebody who, as you say, does have deep technical knowledge and understands fundamentally what this technology is and therefore what it's potentially capable of, are you, broadly speaking, optimistic or, or, or pessimistic? Broadly optimistic, but I think with any technology, there is always risk. And, and my go-to example is people on Facebook. When someone sees a heading on Facebook without reading the article nine out of ten times, they'll be enraged or excited or passionate, and they'll respond. We tend to take what we get out of Google or even out of things like ChatGPT as truth. And, and, and one should always trust but verify. And I worry that these sort of tools can be used to shape opinion, generate untrue news. There's a lovely Instagram of the Pope wearing some bling and a very nice white puffy. The drip is amazing, but it's completely fake and no one could tell. And so I'm worried that you're going to start moving towards an era where people who do not trust and verify it, and let's be honest, it's 90% of social media users out there, myself included sometimes, this this becomes a tool for bad. And there are even groups who are now trying to make AI um, in the U.S. that conform to their specific worldview, which, you know, perhaps doesn't like a more liberal, more just or ethical society because they know that people will blindly trust these tools as information tools. I also think what's kind of worrying is you've seen it on Instagram a lot you'll see deep fakes of videos of people, including famous people I know in crypto and not crypto and so on, who there's an actual video with them speaking in their voice saying how some random scam just paid them $300,000 in, in one day. And they're taking over Instagram accounts. And if you look at them and you speak to them, it looks, sounds like your friend. They can even phone you and sound like your friend, but they're absolutely not that person. So I think with, with, with all of these tools, there, there is an inherent use risk of, of sort of misuse and the most common one that that sort of also came up which is in the middle one of the very famous clothing brands has decided to use ai to increase diversity what they mean is, is instead of hiring people of color in their adverts they're using ai to generate them and that for me is also possibly very much in the bad use category so like anything it depends who's operating it at the time and I think what becomes really crucial in that is to have conversations like this so is that as many people that are relevant in the ecosystem hear them, know what they're looking for, know what's good and know what's bad. That's still going to be the plight of humanity to figure out the difference and hopefully tilt the scales toward the former. Dude, Craig McLeod, CEO of Box Commerce, as always, Brew, it's a pleasure to chat to you. Thank you so much for helping us unpack some of these really exciting and at times intimidating complex things to do with artificial intelligence. Catch up from some of the best moments from the 5 Drive team by going to 5FM's Catch Up page on the 5FM app or 5FM.co.za.